it was so wonderful i was sitting in the middle of the two of them and marion was like crouched terrified on my left terry was cackling with delight on my right yeah it was wonderful yeah. no i like dubbed it hanging body parts the movie like from, uh-huh. like very beginning i yeah. was like yeah it is accurate is awesome. that is that is what this movie is horror movie survival guide is a weekly podcast where two unlikely gorehounds delve into our horror movie notebook from college in which we meticulously kept track of every film we watched in the horror movie section of our local video store in our quest to learn how to survive and to ensure we end up as As the the final final girl. girl. Join Julia and Marion as we revisit the classic and obscure horror VHS we viewed and logged in our notebook, breaking each movie down one by one, speaking out over all the ghastly minutiae, and ultimately illuminating the path to survival. Once you say it. Oh my God. Welcome to the horror movie survival guide to everybody out there. <laughs> yeah. In the podcast land. Yeah. Like, yeah. What's happening right now? I'm Julia. I'm Marion. This is Terry Gamble, the producer of horror movie survival guide. Welcome, one of, Terry. honestly. And she's going to be talking with us this week about 1987's Hellraiser. Hellraiser. I'm so excited. I really like this movie. <laughs> this is I episode did not know. number 51, titled Jesus Wept. And if you don't know what that means, you're gonna. Yes. Oh my God, it's the best. <laughs> you're gonna. So uh, this uh, this movie was made for a million dollars. That's it. One million really? and made 15 million. I'm impressed because it looks like so much more money just from yeah, the effects definitely. that they used. I'm wicked shocked. Okay. Yeah. The wow. practical effects and the makeup alone, just the yeah. makeup yeah. is worth a million dollars. Well done, Clive Barker. Hell yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so this is, uh, the tagline for this film is, it will tell your soul apart. It will tear your soul apart. Mm-hmm. It's accurate. Always. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is based on the novella mm-hmm. by Clive Barker himself. Oh, okay. The Hellbound Heart. And uh, remember kids, a uh-huh. novella has 30,000 to 60,000 yeah. words. Uh-huh. We're dorks. Yeah. Uh, oh my God, I love that you know that. I had we no had idea. We it up because we have to. I forget what, why we it was looked the it Stephen up. King one. It was the Stephen King. Was like right. One so it was of like them novel, novella, short story, and something else. And yeah, there's like a fourth book term. And we were all like, what? Oh. And I just thought there's like novel and then things that aren't novels. And then no, there's like I always all thought these novellas, terms. I always think of Tella. Te- right. <laughs> novella. <laughs> tella novella. Honestly, so. <laughs> That's so very we were so excited to have you watch Hellraiser with us mm-hmm. because uh, Terry listens to us talk. Are you okay, we okay Adam? Mm-hmm. Listens to us talk about uh, all these horror movies and she never watches any of them because she's terrified. Um, and I, I, just for- wasn't, I honestly, I'm not going to just say I'm t- I was terrified. I, I need to let you guys out there know in the world that I was very, very religious. And then everything that was like scary was of the devil as a child. So like so there was, I didn't see stuff till later. And then I was like, I'm a rebel now. And like, I wanted to watch things, but like mm-hmm. horror movies still, I was like, ah, they didn't really scare me. Cause I was like, ah, whatever they are. And this was fun. I didn't know they were fun too. This was so fun. So we were a little bit afraid because we were like, well, Let's show her Hellraiser. And then I started like really thinking about it. I was like, oh, no. You were like, we're going to break Terry. We're going to break her. <laughs> yeah. This is like throwing her in the deep end. And it's mean. And like, what am I doing? Well, yeah, because I told a couple of people I was going to watch it. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch Hellraiser. And, with the girls. Like, and they were like, oh. Uh. <laughs> well, because also I feel like my experience with them and your experience with them were the same in the sense that we didn't have them in yeah, childhood no. or teenagedom. And so I feel like, yeah, to start with Hellraiser out of the gate, I feel like it would have been like if you had started me on Texas, I would have right. been like, and we're done. Yeah, exactly. And never Again, right. So that was what I was afraid of that I was going to like break her. And then she was having the fucking best time. You like, were literally like less than two experience. minutes into the movie. I was like so into it. It, I was, did, it was so good. It was so wonderful. I was sitting in the middle of the two of them and Marion was like 
crouched terrified on my left. Terry was cackling with delight on my right. Yeah. It was wonderful. Yeah. No, I like dubbed it hanging body parts the movie like from uh-huh. like very beginning. I yeah. was like, yeah. It is accurate. Is awesome. That is that is what this movie is. You were a gore hound and you didn't even know it, I Terry. I didn't know you guys. You guys have unleashed something in me and like this is very Maybe exciting. Terry's like our love child where it's oh. like, you know, I don't didn't have the same experience as she didn't, but like she's as into it as you are to a degree that I don't know if I ever could be. Mm-hmm. So like I think she might be our love child maybe i yeah. think so here you go hashtag love child horror <laughs> movie survival guide love child yep Terry. So, so i'm gonna i'm gonna blow your minds a little bit uh did you guys know mm-hmm. that the box the infamous puzzle box yeah has a name no mm-hmm. you know what that name is do they say the name they don't oh okay. this is from the novella got it uh it is called the lament configuration that's um, right. And uh, I looked it up. So the, it says the concept of a cube being used as a portal to hell has its basis in the legend of the devil's toy box, uh-huh. which is a six sided cube constructed of inward facing mirrors. Okay. And individuals who enter and close the box will undergo surreal and disturbing phenomenon that will ultimately grant a revelatory experience, but will also permanently warp your mind. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I also can see now why they didn't use the title of that box because everyone running around being like limit configuration, limit configuration. Yeah. Like that just doesn't it's roll a bit off of, the that's tongue. That's not that scary. It's, it, it just it becomes difficult. You yeah. know, I feel like the actors would be like, I'm not, we're just, we'll call it the box or whatever. Like I'm not calling it that, you know. So we, we open with uh, the box. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. your pleasure, sir? What is your pleasure, sir? Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the pleasure, of course, is the box. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, we have Frank who buys it and... Uh, the the guy who sells it to him says, uh, it's it's take it, it's yours. Mm-hmm. It always was. Mm-hmm. So it is faded for him to have this box. So right. uh we immediately cut to Frank, sweaty, shirtless, in a in a surrounded D- by candles. Yeah, in a dark mm-hmm. room where it's just like, let's do this thing box. We're doing it. And this is this it's is like by the way, this is, yeah. this is Clive Barker's feature film debut. So mm-hmm. he wrote and directed this. So this is like straight out the gate, like, what do you got? Yeah. This is what we got. We he got, got a hooks. lot. Yeah. We got hooks, tear, and flesh is what we so, got. So yeah, like yeah. basically he opens the box and then there's sort of like fog and these blue lights that kind of go across sort of the floorboards and the wall boards and he kind of looks around like, what's going on? Um, you can hear some then, chains. Yeah, like chains rattling. And then these hooks fly out uh, and basically the room instantly becomes this torture, horrible torture room. Mm-hmm. What's Just, your favorite part of that room, Marion? <clears throat> so there's this thing, this like... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what you call it. This is <laughs> pole of flesh. Ah, uh, so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like a it's like a rectangular piece of wood that's got bits of body parts nailed to it, mm-hmm. and it spins. Hanging all the time. body parts. The movie. Hanging yep. body parts. Yeah, and it just spins, and it's like everything else. The room is just like chains and hooks dangling, right. but this specific thing is like when they physically tear you apart. Bits of you get pinned mm-hmm. to this thing, it and it's like, like what Fifty Shades wanted to be. Uh, honestly, you know, like kind of at the beginning, very mm-hmm. torturous. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's pretty gross, and it just spins. And the sounds in this movie, I think, also it makes me like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's just, it's not only like all the hooks grab into him and then rip him apart, and then his face is like in pieces on the ground, and they start putting his face together in a face puzzle, and it's the just cen- the Cenobites. We get the first view of the Cenobites, yeah, which, is, which are the. <laughs> What are you giggling about? I still love that name so much. Cenobites. Cenobites. It just sounds like I'm going to go to like Cinnabon and get like some cinnamon rolls. I'm sorry. It still makes me laugh. Get some delicious Cinnabites. Uh I was like, hmm. That's the, like I was like those are supposed to be scary. Like that name is, is not just scary. reminds you of like gastronomy. Yeah, well, yeah. The, 
Um, <laughs> apparently, Clive Barker gave note the notes that he gave to the costume designer are uh-huh. the most fabulous things that make me love the Cenobites even more than I already did. Okay. So imagine getting these notes, these notes as a costume designer. Okay. Areas of revealed flesh where some kind of torture has or is occurring. Okay. Repulsive glamour. Magnificent super butchers. Magnificent. <laughs> Those are amazing. Uh, yeah. Those are great. Your costume designer, you can go crazy with yeah. that. That's great. And they did. And each one has like their own specific. Yeah, look. so there's four of them. There's yes. three guys and a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they've each got they've they're sort of in these long rubber black dress things S&M that are just sort of covered yeah, in totally. Yeah. Um and uh and yeah, they've each got a specific horrible thing wrong with them. Yeah. Um and sort of the two main ones are the girl. Uh, who never really gets she, she didn't get a name really like, yeah you have, like, no, Pinhead she's still and the Chatterer best one. and Butterball and yeah but Butterball lady. and Chatterer don't really talk because apparently their prosthetics <laughs> did not allow them to talk they had lines I have lines and then Pinhead got all the lines because they couldn't talk yeah and then the big one the one that everybody knows when they think of Hellraiser is Pinhead um, Doug Bradley for the win yeah um, who I love that he speak like the choice to make him speak in kind of a very eloquent mm-hmm. you know like he's sort of like that guy read a book in his day yeah, um, he's a gentleman yeah, yeah. Definitely, mm-hmm. you know, gentleman Cenobite, um, mm-hmm. but also he's covered head to toe in pins, uh, mm-hmm. and that just must give you a splitting headache. <laughs> I feel like the gentleman thing, like, didn't we find out that this movie is actually, was actually supposed to be in England? So mm-hmm. it was filmed in England. Yeah. Uh, and it's clearly filmed in England, mm-hmm. and ev- pretty much everybody got dubbed. Yeah. Um, which makes me a little except sad. Except for our two leads. Except for, well, Larry doesn't. I mean, he's speaking American. He has right, American. But Kirsty too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but we have uh, so we have Julia and Larry, who are husband and wife, moving into the, his their old house. Yeah, and that house. Uh, uh, Frank is the brother of Larry. And he's the one who opens the box in the beginning and gets torn apart. So it's like, bye, Frank. Welcome, Julia and Larry, who are moving into this new house. And Larry, I think we were laughing. Is played by Andrew Robinson. Um, is just kind of like this every guy. Like he's just sort of, you know. Kind of a doofus. Yuppie kind of whatever guy. And then his wife, I feel like this is what Terry especially enjoyed. Julia is like something out of Dynasty. Yeah. Like she is fabulous. And she's like the, hair, she's the shoulder pads and the every severe haircut and the eyeshadow mm-hmm. that just it like wraps around the back of her head and comes full circle. Like she's amazing. And you're sort of like these two people are married. Okay. So they wander upstairs where they find a bunch of belongings with and they find out they're Frank's belongings because they find the erotic statue that he is known by (laughs) that he carries around. You know, your signature erotic statue. Uh Oh yeah, you know, I walk around with one, like didn't you? Oh, Terry was here. Oh yeah, erotic statue. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just so you guys know. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I think the part where Terry kind of perked up in the movie is where we first get introduced to Frank when he comes over pre-wedding. So they have flashbacks of him and Julia because Julia's looking at these pictures of Frank and is sort of like, oh, there's something more to it. And then they have these flashbacks and it's definitely Frank showing up like immediately after the wedding. Before and, the wedding. Or before the wedding. Yeah, right. And right Julia's before. look is like much softer and she seems like a bit different and kind of more of a gentle, per- like sort of, you know, gentle makeup and just sort of more soft-spoken. And then she's like, oh, hi. And Frank's just like trouble in about to rock her world yeah honestly like you see it like i i think that's where i jumped on board i was like ladies what you did not tell me was that this is a very sexy sexy movie yeah it's like basically sex is a huge part of hellraiser like Like, he about to rock her world mm -hmm. and she's like yeah even if you undead and like don't don't have any skin anymore i'm gonna like hook up with you still that's how good he is in bed yeah that's like basically the gist of the movie you guys yeah if you want to see something very sexual 
an uncomfortable yeah. Hellraiser's <laughs> movie. That's true. Yeah. Two things. Taste yeah. better together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we we, we we laughed so hard because the t- the first time Frank kisses Julia, he just like eats her chin. And we were like, wow, that's an unexpected Maybe only move. I thought that was funny. I thought that was he very funny. He did not funny. get anywhere near that mouth. It was all chin. It was all chin. He's got like the switchblade and he like yeah. cuts her dress off and they have sex on the wedding dress. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's gross. So, yeah, it's basically like that's kind of what changes Julia. Like, basically, she then becomes very desperate, and you have this dynamic set up where she is so into him that she's like, I will do anything. And he is not into her at all. Like, I feel like you can tell. I feel like he has human emotions, really. No. Like, he's like, I am what I am. P.S. I'm going to leave. P.S. I don't really care. And she's like, please, anything. I'll do anything. And this will come back later in the movie. She got digmatized. It's definitely (laughs) like that unrequited love situation. And Mm -hmm. she just got like, it it was so good. And she's just like, literally... She about to murder. Yeah. For that dick. And you can also kind of tell that there are other things that are kind of wrong with the house, that the house is just more than what meets the eye because they're moving all the furniture in and we have some like moving guys who are voices are definitely dubbed. Um, and uh, Larry cuts his hand on a nail, which is kind of gross. And the uh, blood that falls on the ground, the house sucks it up. So you're like, oh, the house is thirsty. That's not good. Just like that's- Julia. That's yeah. not. See, this is confusing because then I'm like, me? Am I thirsty? No, no, I'm not, no, no. I'm not really that thirsty. But that was like when Terry was one of the characters. In the- <laughs> I know in the gate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that, that we also see that the house. You'll see like that. Like they go to beneath the floorboards, and you see a beating heart in the house. Yeah. So uh, the blood causes Frank to start to reconstitute himself, basically, and that he's slow. And it's. I will say the effects on this movie. I I love the atmospheric nature of this movie. I love how dark this movie is. Like literally very dark, and I. Love like that when he starts kind of being put back together with his brother's blood that it just it's all shiny and there's sounds of like the flesh wrapping around the bones and it's you know it's not it's not my favorite but like it's well done i will it's definitely very well crafted i'll give it that all right i'm proud of you that's yeah, good thank that's you good. <sighs> yeah yeah um, it's gnarly i love it the, mm-hmm. effect, the effects are, are fantastic and he's he's beginning to to come back yeah definitely so they have this uh, that dinner party scene where mm-hmm. you meet the cute boy you meet kirsty yes of course uh, ashley our, lawrence in her film feature film debut yeah who knocks great. it out of the park um and uh and you meet like her cute uh boyfriend to be perhaps who at does dinner party the, the cute little cigarette trick where he like yeah. flips it in and out of his mouth and i'm just like you totally trick. would get me with that trick it's a good trick like if you looked at me oh, and no, did that adorable. and winked at me like i would be like done i also think he's halfway through we kind of speculate that he's also one of the guys whose voices got dubbed because yes. i bet you anything that guy is british oh, and his, his british voice would have been so amazing but he has this american accent dubbed over it because kirsty and larry are American so we're like sorry kid um, mm-hmm. you're in this thing but not your voice um, so Julia begs off with a headache and she goes upstairs and hears a weird noise in the room and goes into the room and finds Frank um, in all his disgusting and he's Shining. like the shell of Frank not Frank Frank like, like you well, can't recognize not even him. the shell never recognize the, the innards of Frank yes yeah that so, you can see and at first she's like yeah and he's yes. like no no Julia it's me definitely me P.S. you're gonna do all my bidding in like two seconds yeah so he's like he's formed maybe he's like bones and a little bit of muscle and blood and that's basically it yeah. but he's realized that like I need more blood and then I'll come back even further so why don't you kill some people and then you and can... she's like, how will I do that? How will I? Well, maybe I could go to a bar mm-hmm. and girl some guys. And dress like I'm in Dynasty with some yeah. badass earrings and makeup mm-hmm. and go pick up dudes and bring them back here. And, yeah. and 
it, it for her it's so easy and it, it just would be like she would be just yeah. be able to like pick up anybody she wanted and take them back home mm-hmm. um can i just say though that i would feel that seeing someone without their skin would be a permanent turnoff i think so too i don't Terry, think- how do you range on this um again i think what i said earlier goes <laughs> okay uh-huh. i think she was really digmatized. we're talking about you me personally, no, no skin. Like no, no, no I wouldn't You're do done. it. I, okay. I'd Even pretty... if later the skin was back on, yeah, I'm pretty good. Like because he okay. kept trying to like put on clothes and stuff. And every time Mary and I loved you, yeah. you were like, "Why? You're you're not ready for clothes, Frank." Like it's he, too early. He kept trying to put on clothes, and his 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 bleeding sinews and like innards would just be bleeding over into yeah. his clothes, and mm-hmm. he wasn't ready for clothes. <laughs> so like uh-huh. I, I'd probably pass. I think yeah. I would pass. Yeah, but like I but like not Julia. But not Julia. She's mm-hmm. about it. But the thing about it is that she's luring back and she's getting to kind of hang out with like decent dudes, yeah. you know? Yeah. Before, you know, in the meantime. Yeah. So she's not 100% by herself. Yeah. I love how Julia, our Julia, mm-hmm. was talking about like if this is modern day, she'd be swiping on the Tinder or something. Yeah. True. To like lure these guys back. But she's just going to the bars and picking up these like, you yeah. know. Yeah. And then just hammering them. And then she hammers them. And, and then the Frank's. Face. Yeah. And then Frank's like, look away. And then he like absorbs what? them i always think he was eating them oh really do you thought that's he... what it sounded like because it was like rah, 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 yeah. some crazy weird it's like sound, attacking them in some way oh i guess so like succubus style or something but i thought there was some sort of like absorption going on because remember later there's that one guy that escapes and his his face looks weirdly melted mm-hmm. so i didn't think it was just a straight nosh fest like i thought like something was getting <laughs> you know what i mean because like why yeah, is no, their face sucking, weirdly melted blood but he's also like taking like as much meat Bits. of them i feel like too okay yeah. I don't know. but it's more than just like cannibal right it's like oh yeah I think he's, it's like sucking everything out of you. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's that's like I think. So yeah. So basically she does that. And at first she sort of seems like I just murdered somebody with a hammer. That's a lot. But then Frank looks better after she does it. And he's oh, yeah. like, okay, well, we just need a couple more of this, a couple more, a couple more of these. And uh every so drop like, of blood you spill puts flesh on my bones. Also for me, do these things for me. And I I love that there's this sort of like kind of reverse Renfield going on. It's like that a, I, well, no, no, but I was gonna say I felt like we all kind of spotted this early on where like that idea of like you'll never be wonderfully rewarded and it's like sort of for Julia. She's like, but the amazing sex, yeah. but then I'll put you she and then the sex I'm like, for that. It's sex. never gonna happen, yeah. sweetheart. Yeah. Like he's my, just my notes say sex Renfield. Sex Renfield. No, so, she's fully you know, sex Renfield. Yeah, because there's always the, the Renfields of the world who who think that the master will wonderfully reward them and they never do. No, they never do. And in this case, her reward is sex and sorry, ain't gonna happen. Not even gonna get that. With is the memories yeah but do you remember where he's like we belong to each other now and like puts his fingers in her mouth don't. when they're like, like but the not, gross fingers yeah, it's like they're the like, gross the you fingers don't have that don't have fingers. skin yet yeah, yeah. it's yeah. too far she like sucks far. on him don't oh, suck stop. on him I'm sorry I can't even oh, oh wow <laughs> I got both of you with that one. That's awesome. I forgot about that. Um, I also like that she kind of becomes more bitchy as this time goes on to like Kirstie and Larry. Mm -hmm. It's like she's just she has a lot on her plate right now with being a sex Renfield. And it's just I just I just I don't have time. And she's kind of like really short with them. And the the three of them have this interesting dynamic where in sort of the earlier parts of the film, Kirstie is ultimately our final girl. But she's kind of a supporting character from Mm -hmm. sort of the first third of this movie. The earlier part of this movie is all about Julia and Frank. And it kind of follows them. And so you're sort of thinking like, oh, maybe Kirstie just won't be as big. uh, Just kidding. Like, and she comes really big part of it. But I like that the dynamic is sort of like she and her stepmother have like an uneasy alliance together. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, we both love Larry. So we'll make it work. Mm -hmm. And then the more bitchy Julia gets, the more Kirstie's like, what is your deal? Like, what Mm -hmm. is your... 
it's like she's you're right just not to trust her. Yeah, dude. no, like, definitely. Honestly. So no. we we also see uh, Kirstie's job at the pet shop, mm-hmm. where she walks around the corner to find a homeless gentleman with a fistful of crickets, which he is eating. Yeah. Um, and I love that this homeless guy, very confusing homeless guy, who we'll come back to later, um, who has his own soundtrack, which is just birds' wings flapping. Mm-hmm. That's all you hear when he's around. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's an interesting directorial choice. I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely clear on what that metaphor is. No, nope. um, I'm but, not either. Uh, but I like it. But I like it. Um, and yeah, then he, it makes you feel uneasy as hell anytime yeah. he's on screen. Yeah, it's like very disconcerting. I think also too, it's a great kind of like distraction for Kirsty because of like if that's the weirdo, then like your stepmother just being like a little bitchy and short with you is not so so mm-hmm. odd. Um, and maybe you wouldn't notice all the murders. But um, I also like. I mean, I don't like because this stuff makes me hoo up. But Frank's description when he explains the box to Julia. Right. And he has that great thing where he talks about he, for whatever reason, was so unhappy in his life that, you know, he knew that when he opened the box, it would take him to the end limits of pleasure and pain. And he didn't care which. And I was like, that is a dark place, sir. Like, that is a really dark place. Like, I... Wow. Okay. Well, wow. I mean, I think I, I think the point of this, and you know, this had, this film does have a very BDSM feel to yeah. it, mm-hmm. is that p- pleasure and pain can be intermingled. Yeah. So if you know, maybe it is the same. It's a. But he know. just must be so bored, like so well, he's bored. Clearly bored because he has every sex with every girl he ever wants yeah. to, and yeah. then they all fall in love with him, and he's like, oh, so boring. Yeah. Maybe. And he goes beyond with all of them. Like they, I mean, when like Julia found like those pictures and stuff like that yeah. of like what he had done, like I was like, damn. Yeah. And, like Frank gets he, around. Frank had gotten around, yeah. and like he's definitely got that vibe of like, you know, nothing will ever be good enough on this world. You know, like mm-hmm. for him to like. So it's Enjoy. time to go to the next world. Yeah, he's got to go to the next level. So yeah. that's all he's looking for. I also like that uh, Julia has this moment too where um, like another, they don't have like another guy for her that she, for her to um, give to Frank. And she, like she and Larry kind of start doing stuff. And then Frank's there like he's going to kill Larry. And Julia kind of begs for Larry's life. Mm-hmm. Like she does it. And Frank's like, you don't even love him. Like, what are you doing? But I like that e- that they're sort of making it complicated enough where like maybe even julia doesn't know why she's saying no but like she say no Mm -hmm. like i don't want you to kill him Mm -hmm. um and i despite the fact that this is a very flawed you know kind of self-serving character i like that she has her line Mm -hmm. that is not even thoroughly understood to her i Mm -hmm. think that's kind of very cool um but Kirsty does see julia take a guy into the house and so she thinks follows and she thinks that they're having an affair but it's just like but then that's when we see weird melted guy escape the room mm-hmm. and then she finally sees uncle frank hey it's um, frank uncle frank and she has the first of many amazing kirsty freakouts ashley lawrence is so good at losing her mind mm-hmm. it's i really like it a lot mm-hmm. i think it's really exciting because i feel like there's that sort of final girl where they're really scared and it's big eyes and whatever but she is scared she gets scared in such a fierce and ferocious way i think it's really really cool and really unusual um and i think it's really cool and this is the beginning of that yeah she's such an awesome character because like this is like the horror upon horror and she's just like fuck you just like very yeah angry and then um 
But so she ends up in uh, a hospital mm-hmm. where she has she has found the box. She yeah. has the box, and she's she is trying to get it away from Frank because she realizes this is something that he actually wants. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and, and so she opens she it. opens the box. Like, no, 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 Kirsty! And then the same blue lights and the same fog, mm-hmm. and this like weird portal opens up, and she goes into it. And of course, you're going to open the damn box. It's beautiful. It like, is it's beautiful. It's a really beautiful, cool it little wood thing. Box. Shout like, out to Simon Stacy who designed that. It's box. gorgeous. And it's like, okay, like, yeah, my creepy uncle told me not to open it. Hot creepy uncle. Sorry. Anyway. He's not hot without skin, though. I know, but he was hot. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I know guys. you love I know you love your hot. creepy uncles. I love my creepy uncles. Just sidebar. Like, you guys, <laughs> I'm a big advocate for the creepy uncle <laughs> and the creepy uncle aesthetic. Um, <laughs> it's represented in well, the film. Yeah, Norman Frank Bates, is, like, hot creepy uncle. He is like, creepy uncle. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, though? Like, in that vein, into it. Anyway. Uh, I love the scenes in the uh, mm-hmm. in the hospital when she does open yes, the box because you so have fun. the like artistic, beautiful like flower mm-hmm. opening on television with static yeah. and we're cutting, and mm-hmm. then this horrible portal opens in the wall in her hospital room. Where, as a final girl horror movie survivor, got tip. If a, if a portal like that opens, don't fucking go in that portal. What yeah. are you doing? Like, yeah, but oh, what'd she do? She went straight into that freaking portal. I was yeah. like, no. Yep, and then a horrible monster. It just, I love yeah. that monster. That monster's so crazy with its like face at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, chases her. And then, yes, the Cenobites do show up. And I like that she sees, she's like, oh, this is so bad, yeah. so bad. And she offers up Frank. Yeah. Like she realizes, like when they kind of explain, when Pinhead's sort of like, this is who we are, this is our deal. Demons to Frank. some, angels to others right uh explorers in the further regions of experience yeah there you go um and so she realizes that frank is the one who sort of set this all off and she's like oh he's not dead i'll totally give him up um and they're like wait what yeah he's he's like been hiding out at my parents place like let's just go let's go do and and pinhead's like wait a second (laughs) um and uh basically like they kind of make a devil's bargain and uh and but they're like if you lie to us will tear your soul apart Mm -hmm. um and they mean it yeah they're they're playing for keeps Mm -hmm. um so she basically goes back um and she comes home and larry her dad is like oh frank's dead it's okay everything's fine honey and it's one of those like blink 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 um everything's okay um and uh she asks to see the body and when she does, the Cenobites arrive and she realizes that Frank is actually in Larry's skin. Mm-hmm. And this actor has such a great switch from being Larry to being Frank. Like the most like, like just, oh, I mean, oh, anyway, <laughs> he does such a good job because yeah. yeah. he's so like schlubby and like just kind of innocent at the beginning yeah. of the film. And then to turn and play fucking Frank like yeah. that. He's so scary. It's creepy as hell. And he has, that, like, he has that like, I'm done with this count and mask cat and mouse shit yep. gate line, goes from which is great regular dude to creepy uncle so nicely mm-hmm. yeah um and so he basically starts chasing kirsty uh with a switchblade accidentally stabs julia um who has this great like not me not me line which i don't know why i find really heartbreaking considering she's so awful but i kind of did because she's like so self-involved the idea that she went through all that For and she's not gonna get her like great sex again is just like no I killed all these people and nothing. Frank like, does not even care. Zero cares. Where mm. He's like, sorry, babe. Anyway, got to go deal with my niece. Uh, and Kiersey, shout out to her for she's hiding uh, and mm. finds one of the old bodies, falls onto her, and she gets maggots down her blouse and doesn't scream. Yeah. That's pretty she's, impressive. 
hardcore. She's she really is hardcore. Because she yeah. like was just on board like, oh, this is the things I need to do. Like, let's just get this done. Like, yeah. She's so badass. And even her dude, dude, yeah. like, when he shows up. He too, shows up and he's like, oh, we're, he's like, we're, we we're fighting monsters? Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All I, right. This is how we got to get out I of here. I love that movie boyfriend. The movie boyfriend where you're just in the middle of some shit and the movie boyfriend shows up and is like, wait, what are we doing? You're like, thank you. Thank yeah. you, movie boyfriend. He doesn't want explanation. We're not questioning anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, we'll get to it he's later. He's not trying to mansplain nothing. Exactly. Like, he just gets in there and is like, what do we got to kill? What are we doing? Let's what's get your, out of here. What's your plan? Okay, we'll follow that plan. That creepy thing with the face on the bottom of his body. Let's get get that thing. Let's just deal with that. So Frank outs himself when he's sort of talking to Kirsty by saying who his name is. And then that's when the Cenobites arrive and are like, ah, ha, 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 she was right. You are alive. Um, and yes, this part. I'm, oh, your favorite part. This is my I, favorite I, part. I, I have you were laughing. I don't think you I've seen it. sicko. I don't think I've seen it in its entirety because there's so much looking away. But basically, the blue lights and the fog and everything comes back and the chains come and they start ripping at different portions of him. She's doing hand gestures. They're fabulous. Like his face. Like her fingers are hooks right now. It's so good. It's just, <laughs> and he's, and the thing is, is like, it, it's painful to him, but also kind of funny. Yeah. Like, no, he is enjoying that. Like, it's, the hell the, out of it. The fact that he's enjoying it so much is not, it's no good. It and looks orgasmic to me, honestly. He's so it's into it. It's very graphic. Like lick and, in his lips. Yeah, he's like, yeah, And he's like locked eyes on Kirsty the whole time. Mm-hmm. So it's like your uncle, this is happening to your uncle, Creepy uncle, who's having this experience while he's fully locking eyes with you. In your dad's body. Yeah. And just before they fully tear him apart, he has the great... And Jesus wept. Jesus wept. And then he's like exploded. And it's like, it's one of those lines where you're like, thing one, what? But it's so creepy and weird. And it's just, it's as much as I dislike this scene, it's great. No, it was my favorite thing. I was obsessed with it. (laughs) I loved it so much. Yeah. Because it was just... I can't believe you're chuckling you, so much about the You Jesus picture that West. and you laugh. I do because it was so funny yeah. to me because it's like. That's what your mom was afraid of, right? This whole time. I think so. Yeah. I think honestly, I was like. She's like, you're going to find this funny. We you're can't have find it. like it's ridiculous. It's like, really honestly, like, I mean, he's. Your mom would say, Clyde Barker's of the devil. And Clyde Barker would go, yes. Yes. And I was like, yeah, it was good. <laughs> So, yeah, he explodes. And mm-hmm. then, of course, the Cenobites do not keep up their end of the bargain. But they're not. like, we'll take you, too, because we're jerks. Because um, they're demons. Demons lie. Demon jerks. Or and, angels. Um, okay. Demons lie. But I think to Kirsty, <laughs> they're demons. Yeah. Um, and so she has to put the box back together. And then in doing so, they disappear one at a time. And then the big... I don't even know what you call that creature. The big creature with its face on the bottom comes mm-hmm. back. The boyfriend shows up. And when the boyfriend did show showed up, we were like, oh, that kid's going to go like that kid's going to die because it's like Kirsty is like in the middle of it. And then he shows up and he's so sweet. He's and like, hey, what's going on? Whoa. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, kill it with fire. Um, And uh, and yeah, so she shows up and they have they battle the big creature and it starts to rain. Um, And then this part, I wasn't entirely count. The hopeless guy. OK. Yeah. Shows explain up. Explain to me what this ha- what happens at the end. here. I was hoping someone could explain it to me. So oh, the yeah, homeless the guy, guy the, the guy bugs. who had the grasshoppers in the his, like, guy, yeah. the grasshoppers yeah. earlier. He, I thought he, he was like the he Ralph. shows up and then he goes on fire yeah. and then becomes a dragon. Yeah. yeah and be. it's like a skeleton dragon. And then the dragon flies away. And then the box is back in the Chinese market. And the guy is like, what's your pleasure, sir, to a new person. But mm-hmm. I'm like, what? The homeless guy and the dragon? What? So I guess the dragon is like the the mar- the guy who's selling the box. That's like his errand guy. So like he has to like retrieve the box wherever it is. But the uh, but the homeless guy first showed up at Kirsty's pet shop. 
nowhere near where the box mm. was, nor Chrissy didn't know anything about the box at the time. So why wasn't if he was stalking Julia? Yeah, yeah. but he like just he's knew stalking that maybe Kirstie. the box was going to go to her next. Mm. Maybe he's ahead of the game. He knew it would end up Do with you know her. What I mean, though, like if that's. I, I don't. I'm just trying to figure. That I don't out. know who the homeless guy is. Okay. I, I, I wish know, I, I was at was creepy and there's Clive Barker's s- level. I'm sure he could explain it to me. Okay. I don't understand. I there's probably get some stuff on the cutting room floor that had to do with that. Oh, and they I'm probably sure. cut for time. Do you know what I mean? Though, like, yeah. Of, okay. Like, and appara- the apparently, one? the MPAA were much more concerned about the sexy bits than they were about the violent. As bits. they do. And, and I'm they like, were like, "What are you guys talking?" There was like a spanking scene that got cut out. Yeah. There's a bunch of other stuff. There was like single tear. I want to see it so bad. Devastated. I mean after chin kiss i mean yeah. like there's so many things that could have happened you <laughs> could have gone to so many more places um so uh gore factor i don't even know why i'm reading this because this movie is it's so painfully obvious not enough one not enough blood to fill a dixie cup two a puddle of blood three enough blood to gross out the average viewer four bathtub of blood and five is run for the barf bag and we obviously gave this a five run for the barf bag but this movie, yeah, it goes to eleven. Adam said that this movie goes to eleven. It's for true, sure. True, this movie yeah. does five hundred. Uh, and then movie rating: uh, one to five chainsaws. One if you're desperate. Two barely qualifies as a horror film. Three seen worse, seen better. Four not too shabby. Five fantastical. Mary and I both gave this a five. Terry, you give it? I give it a freaking five. This I is all around it. fives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For everyone. Yeah. No, it is definitely an all-around five. And it's not... Uh, yeah. And again, I'll say, it's like this kind of super gore-tastic thing is not my bag, but I fully appreciate what this movie does, and it does it very well. And I think it's really interesting to kind of combine this kind of BDSM, sex Renfield kind of thing. We're like, I this didn't woman, know it was going to be so hot. Yeah. We're like, basically, like, sex is a huge component to the horrors of this film. Mm-hmm. And not in... Kirsty's world in totally these like supporting characters who are treated as the lead but ultimately get killed in horrible horrible ways mm-hmm. R.I.P. Larry uh, R.I.P. Larry I know oh. but Kirsty is an excellent final girl she's, she's on great. she's on one of my top lists yeah she's, she's definitely really she's great. fantastic mm-hmm. uh, Terry Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for, for joining us. For joining us, for watching Hellraiser, for <laughs> laughing at Hellraiser. Oh my God. I was in from like, I couldn't believe I was in it in like less than two minutes. I mean, I'm, he just jumped right into the damn thing. And I was like, all right. I think it was the this. shot when the door opens and Frank's standing there in the rain. Terry's like, in. She like oh. sat up straight on the couch and leaned forward. He's definitely oh. my type. I'm into that Frank. So just. I don't know. But There's he will never wonderfully reward you. So I'm just saying. Don't so be just, a sex Renfield. Don't be if a sex Renfield. If he shows up with no skin, I'll pass. But like before that, I'm totally in. Okay. It's true. But and if he asks you to do on... murders for him, he's just, it's never going to No, no, no. Happen. I won't yeah. do the murders. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Okay. Well, I look forward to watching a lot more gory movies with you. Yeah. This is a whole new world for you. No, she's fully can handle it. I knew you were going to sing that. And that's why I love you. <laughs> uh, so next week, we are going to be taking on a bit of a calmer film. Uh, a bit. <laughs> See what I did there? Because we're going to be watching Dead Calm. Yep. 1989 with Sam Neill, uh, Nicole Kidman, and Billy Zane. Oh, yeah. Being a massive, massive weirdo. What else? Do, that's what he does. That's he's what, that's so what I signed up. That's what you hire he's Billy Zane so for. Yeah. He's hot, but he's crazy. Yeah. No, he's checking both boxes in this film. Um, so we will talk to you next week about that, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for letting me join you guys. <laughs> we love you, Terry. Oh, I love you. Okay. We'll tear your soul apart. Yes. Jesus wept. <laughs> the musical. Great <laughs> 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 to survival.